It's time for a little heat check, Colts fans. Today I'm joined by one of the top football minds out there to break down six young Colts players and how they've performed so far in 2022. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, Colts fans, for tuning in to this Friday edition of Locked On Colts, your number one listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Colts is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Help you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. This is Zach Hicks, and I'm joined by the great John Hagler. You guys knew with Jake being out, I was going to have to have Hag on the show. So again, if you guys you guys know me from HorseshoeHell.com, but you probably know Hag from all the times that I've brought him into the Colts space uh, these last couple years. I mean, last year we did that into the DB film room with Horseshoe Huddle. We did a bunch of other cool stuff. But Hag, man, we're gonna we're gonna jump into some young players that the Colts have. We love ourselves some young Colts players. Uh, and I got I got six guys I want you to talk about. So let, let's jump into segment one here. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Alec Pierce, a guy that you and I liked a lot in the draft process. You know, for, there was a guy on Twitter the other day saying that I'm late on the Alec Pierce train. Absolutely not. I was early. <laughs> I was super early. Uh, but Alec Pierce, man, first week it was a little bit of a struggle that drop in the end zone. Second week he was out with a concussion. These last three weeks though. He has been everything that the draft report and everything told us that he was going to be. Yep. Yeah, you know, he, I mean, he was a big, fast, athletic guy. He was your Colts ideal fit in the draft. And then we laughed about how you called the shot and everything. Um, I got to watch him in person against Alabama. Um, and in hindsight, you know, if we look at how well Kool-Aid McKinstry's playing and he's looking like a possible first, second round guy next year, you will see why you know, Pierce was able to get the better of him, even though they weren't necessarily able to get him the ball. You was, you see why he was able to capitalize and, and, and beat him. And, and, I mean, he's just playing all that the last couple of weeks. So good that I picked him up on my fantasy team. I'm really excited <laughs> about his prospects going forward. So, Yeah, you know, it's funny because, again, I think a lot of people when they, you know, my scouting report included, everyone was kind of talking like, this is a guy who's going to win down the field. He's going to be a guy who you get those 50-50 balls down the field. And we have seen that. We saw two huge plays, or three huge plays this year, with over 20-yard catches, jump balls down the field. But where he's really impressing me, and I, you know, you and I were watching through some clips before we record this, is kind of the underneath game. You know, a lot of 50-50 balls underneath even, he's making those plays happen. Did you kind of see that on film at Cincinnati, that like this could not just be like only like a deep ball guy, but also an underneath receiver who could make some plays? Oh, yeah. Well, I think when you watch when you watch his game, you have to ask yourself in any prospect in general, you have to ask yourself, how does his game translate and where will he possibly be good at, at the next level? Obviously, you're not going to just he he's a fast kid. He ran well. His 40 was fast. His GPS numbers were fast. But he was always going to be a guy that threatened people with speed and he was going to get the better of them, get them turned and make contested catches. Um, that's how I saw his game translate. I didn't think I don't I'm never gonna buy into the big jump ball guy like in college. But if you have the skill set to win in the intermediate game, 
You'll play in the NFL for a very long time. He has great strong hands. He has high hands. He's a natural pass catcher, and he's not afraid of contact. And that's the things that he's been demonstrating, especially the last couple of weeks and so far in the NFL. And that's what's making him so good. Yep. And so we're going to call this this little show and this kind of, these kind of segments uh, Heat Check with Hag. So that's what we're going to do. Now, I kind of control the narrative because I'm showing you the clips and stuff like that. But from what you've seen of Alec Pierce, you know, I think I showed you like all but like one or two of his catches this year. So I did show you almost every single target that he's got. Are you kind of buying the hype that Alec Pierce is legit for the Colts? I think so. I think the Colts have they've done an incredible job job of drafting in in general. Um, I'm I'm buying Alec Pierce because he's a good athlete, a really good athlete. Not he's not a high motor guy, a blue collar guy. No, no, this kid can run, he can jump, he can play football. Um, I love him as a wide receiver too in Andy because he's a big body with great speed and good hands. That's your ideal number two. When we look at why like guys like Jamar chasing them have had have had so much success, it's because okay, cool. If you want to take Jamar out, you know what I'm saying? If you, or if you don't pay attention to Jamar, T. Higgins gets off. Okay, mm-hmm. and if you want to take Jamar out or if you want to pay attention to T. Higgins, Jamar gets off. That number two guy, that's your wingman. It's so important. It's so important for your number one guy to have success. Yep. And again, we, we said this a lot on the show this week because we're so excited about Alec Pierce. But if you just take his numbers from the last three weeks and put that over a whole season, that's 1,200 yards receiving. That's one heck of a pace for a rookie receiver. So he's playing some outstanding football. Now we're going to jump to a guy who people were kind of hyped about in the offseason just because we didn't have any other options. Uh, but, you know, all pro gunner last year, Ashton Doolin, has kind of transitioned over to wide receiver this year, like more full time receiver. He's a, he was just about to hit his career highs in the season in receptions and yards. And he got placed on IR uh, earlier this week. So unfortunately, he will be missing some weeks. But Ashton Doolin through these first couple weeks, man, I, I know that when when uh, when we started, when I started showing you the clips, you were like, oh, who's this kid out of like what, what school is he out of? But little Malone a couple years ago and, and now he's finally starting to come on the scene for the Colts. But. I've been really impressed with that, with uh, Ashton Doolin so far this season. Oh, yeah. I mean, and what you showed me, I mean, that's a pro. I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, all pro gunner. First of all, I love the special teams guys because they get it out of the mud. They know why they're there. But the clips that you showed me, I was thoroughly impressed. And anytime you have a team where you can go next man up and that next man produces, oh, you're in a good spot. Like I said, the Colts, they've done a great job of draft, drafting and picking up guys. And it's just fun to watch guys like Doolin come in and, and get off, especially on, like, those plays where we'll see later on critical situations. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing we were going to jump out next was with Ashton Doolin, you know, week two he took – he basically took the number one receiver job. You know, Alec Pierce was out with a concussion. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., I think, was out with uh, with a knee injury or something, you know, a lower body injury. Uh, so it became the Ashton Doolin show in week two. And, yes, the Colts got shut out. So we're not going to say that this this means Ashton Doolin is the number one receiver. But he had 79 yards receiving, a career high. Uh, and he looked really good doing it. Uh, but after that, he kind of took a back seat to Pierce and to Michael Pittman Jr. But since then, you know, in, in the last three games, he has four catches uh, for, I think, 49 yards. And all four of those catches went for first downs. He's carving out a nice little role for himself. And those critical downs is so big for a receiver. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the quarterbacks. They love security blankets. It's the same reason why you, you take guys like Pierce. And if you can, if you have a guy in the organization already that's there that you can just put the ball to and he's reliable, sign him up, especially a guy like Matt Ryan. He knows where he's going and he needs a guy that's like, oh, this is covered. Let me let me dump this off. Ooh, there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. So, again, he check with Hag. I'm not saying are you buying him as a wide receiver one? But as like a wide receiver three or four who can make some things happen, are you buying Ashton Doolin? 
Yeah, he, he's a good roster guy. I mean, from what I saw, like I said, I saw I had a short sample size. Like I love that. That that's you know everybody. You know, some guys they get moments and they don't capitalize on them. If it's third down, third and long, and you have a chance to move the chains, I'm I'm for that all day long because you give my offense another chance to score, even though they didn't, uh, another <laughs> chance to score and, and and get the ball in the end zone. That's a guy that I want on my team, and he's used to doing the dirty work. And like on the clips that you know that we saw, you know, like. He did the dirty work. They're, they're contested catches. They're the catches across the middle. The catches where that guy's gonna get hit, and he still comes with the ball. So I'm I'm buying it. I love yeah. it. And again, Ashton Doolin, the 13th rated receiver in terms of Pro Football Focus's overall grades for receivers. So Ashton Doolin, top 15 receiver in football right now. But we're gonna jump to one more player uh, who hasn't had as much run, so we're not gonna talk about him too much. But in the short sample size we've seen of Jelani Woods at tight end, it looks really good right now. Yep. It looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, you 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 ask yourself, check the boxes, right? Size, speed, you know, all that good stuff. And he check checks them. Like it's, it's it's you know, we had like like with a lot of these guys, small sample size, but like you get that on the field, it's a matchup nightmare. You know, I get some of these safeties who are five ten, five eleven, match up with that guy, and you're just not gonna win in that situation. Now I don't know the Colts' current tight end situation at the moment. But that's a guy that you need to find a way on the field because he is a mismatch. And yeah. I know he's young, but, you know, that that frame, that speed, it's a problem and it's a nightmare. And I know no DB wants to see that coming across, especially at the end of a game to win it. They don't want to see that lined up. It's like Darnell Washington at Georgia. It's like, what yeah. are we doing? Like, what are we creating? Monsters out here? Yeah, yeah. No, and, and that Tennessee clip, I think, was the biggest one where he caught that. I mean, beautiful route. I mean, mm-hmm. Might have been the best route of all the ones we watched. And we watched all of Doolin. We watched all of Alec Pierce. The best route might have been Jelani Woods against Tennessee on that 33-yard catch. But like you like you were mentioning when we were watching that clip, is like nobody wanted to tackle that guy. Like, I don't want to tackle him. Like A lot of, a lot of business decisions were made on that one. <laughs> They're like, eh, you got him. You got him. All right, somebody got to get him. So. Yeah. So the heat check, I guess, with Jelani Woods will be – more playing time going forward. Do you do do you think he needs more playing time going forward? I think you do exactly what they're doing. You know, you get him in. Obviously, they trust him because they put him in on some big situations. But you know, bring him along and develop that guy because that may be the guy in the future. You know, it may be it may be a blocking thing. It may be something that we're not seeing on a regular basis or in practice that's keeping him off the field. But Bring him along because that's a guy that, you know, you kind of, you know, it almost feels like a little bit of a steal a little bit because clearly he's a he's a matchup problem for a lot of people. Yep, absolutely. I think the Colts have the right man for the job, especially for the future right there. And before we get to our next segment, we're talking about some defensive, young, like young defensive standouts. I got to talk to you guys about LinkedIn jobs. You know, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I know back when I had to do interviews and hire people for my day job, uh, life would have been a lot easier if I could just filter them out. If I could replace my HR experts with with LinkedIn Jobs, life would have been a lot easier. Uh, It is super, super easy. Go to LinkedIn Jobs and use the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Uh, With the end of 2022 right around the corner, uh, I know you want the right people for the right job, especially, again, my day job was retail. You want the right people. (laughs) You really need the right people for the end of 2022. Uh, It's easy to do that with LinkedIn jobs, and it's why small businesses rate them number one 
and delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions on Friday uh, on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Hag, we're going to get to defense now. Nope. That's more of our that's more of our specialty. And you know what? We'll we'll kick it off with a player that kind of fits both of our specialties a little more, a safety. You know, okay. uh, the Colts have been starting a really, really young player at safety, uh, rookie Rodney Thomas II out of out of Yale, uh, mm-hmm. seventh round pick. You know, you would think that Nick Cross would maybe get these spots with Julian Blackman out, but they clearly trust Rodney Thomas more in that single high, like free safety role. And some people are kind of saying that this might be like their future free safety. But what are you kind of seeing on film? What were we kind of seeing on film in, in those limited clips that I was showing? Well, I saw a guy that, that clearly has playmaking in him. Uh, yeah. He's not a guy he attacks the football. You know, um, I see a guy that's doing his job, but maybe a little bit too robotic with it. Like a young guy, young guy. He hasn't seen enough reps in the NFL. But when you when you talk about relating to the threats a little bit more, that's something I probably want to see um, out of him. Probably playing a little too safe. But at the end of the day, like somebody told me a long time ago, if you don't give up touchdowns in the NFL, you'll play for a long time. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times he was playing a little bit deeper than necessary, didn't necessarily relate to his guy. Uh, but I saw a really good athlete. I saw a guy make some cover some ground. I saw a guy go attack the football, which are all things that I love to see, um, you know, I think, you know, if he's if he's in these situations right now, kind of like trial by fire against guys like Jerry Judy and things like that, like he's a guy that I want to see more of just because I was impressed. You know, you're not supposed to come into the NFL and just dominate. I don't know what people think of young players, but that's just not. It's hard, right? Those guys are good. But, you know, the things I saw out of him on film, I was impressed by. And I want to see more. You know, I'm glad you you introduced him to me, especially coming out of Yale, you know, late round pick. I'm always rooting for those guys. But, like, I want to see him, man. Uh, but like I said, just, you know, I think just getting those reps and really honing in on his craft, I think that would be huge for him. Yeah, and just just some background on him. I know he played a little bit of like linebacker in college and stuff like that too. Some some strong safety, some overhangs, you know, uh, some corner. I think at times too. Like this is a guy who was kind of like you know those Sterling Weatherford type. You know, those guys who could just kind of play everywhere. You know, yeah. they literally put them ever kind of like you in college. You know, you were kind of all over the place there <laughs> in college back in the day. Uh, but it's so hard to go to go from that to a cover yeah. three single high safety, oh, even yeah. if you are the best. I mean, this is a four or five guy who's you know, a good 210, 212 pound. Like this is a big safety who can run, but it's tough to, to, you know, be in that top spot. And what we're seeing right now is a guy who, even when he is making mistakes, he's making them at a million miles per hour and still playing it safe, but aggressive and loose, you know? So, you know, I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I don't think I'm like, I guess the heat check question for you here would be, are you buying him yet as the free safety of the future? And I think for me, I'd say, I can't say that yet. But yeah. I feel pretty happy about him right now. I like you the know? prospect. Yeah, I like the yeah. prospect. It's uh, you know the heat check. I'm I'm lukewarm on it. I won't. I won't. I'm not. I'm not pulling. I'm not pulling out. You know what I'm saying? But I want to <laughs> see more. I want to see more. Like you know, he's. It's like all right. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. But you know, I I want to see him get more reps. I want to see him get more game experience because it could turn out to be gold. 
but I'm cool on it right now. So, uh, but yeah, no, he's, he looks like a good young player though. Yeah. What we will say is of all the seventh round players who have ever been drafted in that spot in the NFL, he's already ahead of like 90% of them by even touching the field. So early, this is it's early in the season. Like this isn't like week nine, 10 when the whole roster is just beat up. This is no young guy thrown into a, a very important role. You know what I'm saying? Against some good teams. Dude, his first his first action in the NFL was okay. You're going out there against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like that, you're going to be our single high free safety against uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. And he played well. And he played well. Like usually, that conversation before the game is, "Hey, he could throw at 80 yards. Yeah, don't get beat deep. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going from a seventh round rookie to a second year first round guy in Quiddy Pay. <laughs> This is a guy I know that I was super high on. I know you liked him out of, out of college as well. And we're see, we were seeing it in you too. And again, this is another guy who might be going on IR. So it's hard to, you know, really get too hyped about him. But he looked really good in these first couple of games. He looked like a legit pass rusher. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like I'm, you know, the, the heat check for him is, it, you know, I'm, it's hot, you know. Yeah. Flashes, obviously the injuries, you, you never like to see that. But, you know, some of the things that he's doing, how how disruptive he is, especially on some of those stunts where he's just crashing the pocket. We already know he's a great athlete. We knew he was a great athlete before. You know, kind of got knocked a little bit in college for the 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 lack of just straight up, you know, sacks like the big big sack. Talk. Like we see the guys like like Will Anderson and all those guys come out. Right. Like, great athlete. Could he put it together? And lo- it looks like he is because the QB pressures, how violent he's just crashing the offense. Anytime you can do that to those guys, those behemoths. I'm impressed. And, you know, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Quiddy, man. And, you know, I hope he recovers quickly just so we can see more of it because he's an exciting young player. Yeah, man, it, it's it's been a blast. See, I mean, I only showed you the pass rushing clip. So, you know, he's even doing other good things in the run game as well. But uh, just as a pass rusher, because that's just the most important thing. You need these guys to take those steps. And we are seeing those steps. And, you know, it's funny because when it comes to Michigan football, mm-hmm. I, I love Michigan football. It's really fun to watch. But you've seen guys like like Rashawn Gary, I think, is the best example ever for these Michigan guys who are traitsy, traitsy guy who went in round one with little college production. And now, honestly, if you're talking the like the five best pass rushers in all of football, Rashawn Gary's probably there. Yeah. I'm not saying Quiddy Pay is going to get to that level, but you are starting to see like, okay, this is guy in year two who's putting it together. And mm-hmm. Gus Bradley's doing a great job. Again, these stunts are awesome. And he's yeah. just killing on, <laughs> killing on these stunts there. But we're going to get to one more player here. And this is a guy that is kind of polarizing for the fan base right now because I've kind of been hyping him up a little bit on the podcast of late where, you know, it's tough to go from a cover two spot drop thing with like Matt Eberflus to Gus Bradley's heavy match, heavy single high safety. And linebacker Zaire Franklin, I think, has played really well in recent weeks. And even in those first couple of weeks when there were some struggles, again, he was playing at a million miles per hour. Yeah, and that's, that's the most important thing, you know, um, Great athlete, obviously, you know, saying physical, very athletic. And in those, those man match defenses, those guys have a lot of responsibilities. Right. You know, because one job goes away and you have another one and you're you're checking this. You know, you can have the back one second, he goes away, and the next thing you know, you got to pick up your you're the rat guy. You know, so you know, I was impressed by what I saw. Uh they even threw him out there in coverage a few times, which was it, on, on Kelsey, you know, things like that. Yeah. But you know, which isn't fair. I don't. I don't care how. Nope. No, I loved what I saw on film. You know, I love yeah. what I saw. On film. I saw violence. I saw physicalness. I saw a great athlete. I saw a guy that has a great motor. And I feel like for linebackers and D linemen, you know, aside from being fast, strong, and big, and all that stuff, 
having a great motor is one of the most important traits you can have. And I saw him flashing all day. And for a young guy, so I want to see flashes like all day mm-hmm. long because it's, it gives me a glimpse of what possibly could be. So like, I love it. It's very warm for him. You know, very, very warm for me. I like what I saw. Um, obviously, I need to do a full, you know, uh, a full eval or film on some of these cats. But from what I saw, I liked it. I'm not, I'm yeah. not mad at all at yeah. Now again, I could have completely swayed your opinion by only showing the good stuff, but I, you know, I showed some of, I showed him getting beat a couple of times. Like I do think in coverage, there is still some work to be done. Yeah. Like it's not perfect yet, but you are seeing again, this, like the, the Broncos game. I showed you a couple clips where he was matching guys down the field. Jerry Judy in the red zone. Got yeah, a pass step. breakup. He's running step for step with Jerry Judy in, in the red zone. And I, you know, I know a few mics, our middle linebackers. And when you go into that Tampa two work and they're running like, <laughs> Hey, it's like it's like a, a, a antelope or some run from a cheetah. Like they're like, yeah. I, gotta get there, I gotta get there, I gotta get there because they know what they're going up against. And that's what I saw, man. That that was impressive. You know, not the pass breakups on Kelsey, you know, not him running out there in space, him blowing up line, but going and being able to run step for step with Jerry Judy, I was like, okay, I like I like this. Yep. I like what he's Yep, yep. He, he's just improving every week. And again, like you like you said a little bit there, blowing up the linemen on the blitzes has been really fun as well. So this is a violent player. Again, a special teams guy. He's special teams captain the last couple of years. Big locker room guy. Filling in for Shaquille Leonard. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of balling out. So, yeah, we got the, the heat check on these six guys, I think, is pretty good right now for the Colts. So we just got to hag on here to, to help me, you know, rave about all six of these guys. But coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about this Jaguars game. I know Hag probably has some thoughts about what it's like to come back from being shut out <laughs> in your career. So oh, yeah. we're going to have give his, uh, his opinion there. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. The Colts line still sits at two-point favorites over the Jaguars. So despite getting shut out in week two, you guys can go to bet online and put some money on the Colts or the Jaguars, whichever one you feel better about. Like I, I totally get it if you go the other way with this, but betonline.net is your number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.net and use your, or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so last little thoughts here on the Jaguars week. I know we kind of didn't talk Jaguars at all here because it's just a hurtful topic at this point. Like, just talking Jaguars, it's a, it's a horrible time. <laughs> Uh, the Colts have lost their last two games against the Jaguars and just didn't look like they belonged on the field against them. Uh, now they're coming back home. It's their first game against, you know, their their first time this year against uh, Jacksonville at home. But, Hag, I know that you're not, you're not going to be able to give us too much in-depth on either one of these teams and stuff like that. But as a player, what's it like to bounce back from being shut out? You know, again, in week two, they were shut out by this team. And now they get another shot at them. It doesn't get any more embarrassing than getting shut out, does it? Oh, yeah. Well, because, you know, when you get shut out, you know, it's essentially saying you got dominated. Yeah. It, that's basically what it is. It's hard to shut out people. You can kick a field goal. It can be one big play here. You know, getting shut out is a lot of times when you come back the next week, it's, it's real personal. You're like, all right. All right. Next time you play, it's like, that's not happening again if you got any pride about yourself. Um, and I think with a team like Jacksonville, who isn't necessarily an elite team or a top-tier team in the NFL – 
you know, I think the Colts, they have they have the players to be able to do it. There's no reason they should be getting shut out. And obviously, I know a couple of those guys were banged up. Um, but the mindset switches, you take it a little bit more personal. You know, it's on the quarterback probably got a little bit more urgency. You know, those uh those those routes, the depth of your routes probably matter a little bit more at practice yeah. a little bit. Um, but you know, I think it, you know, getting shut out just makes you focus a little bit more because you don't want to you don't want that to happen again. No, no grown man wants to be dominated on a football field. And what that zero indicates is you were and you can't run from it. It's not like it was a shootout and we're like, oh my hey, well, you know, the ball didn't fall our way. We didn't get the ball last drive. No, no, no. You didn't score. That means you probably didn't cross the 35. You know what I'm saying? So No, no. What's worse is they crossed the 35 like three times. They just yeah, yeah. See, and then you didn't capitalize. That 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 makes it even because it's just like it's hanging there. It's like, no, nah, you didn't want it bad enough. Yeah. You know, but um, but yeah, I think you know, I think they'll bounce back for sure. Uh, I think them being in their territory that many times um obviously makes them feel better about it. It's not like like you said, like they didn't get completely shut out from their side of the field. But you know, you pay, you know, you lock in a little bit more. Yeah. So one thing I want to ask you, and this is a little bit Jaguars related, but you know, just while I have you here, we have a couple more minutes left on this episode. So if you guys are listening and you're just sick of me and Hag talking, you can turn off right here. But the, we're seeing to, in today's NFL the rise of the two high safeties. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's too high. Everything's Vic Fangio, two high safeties. We even saw the Texans last week against the Jaguars ran two high safeties like 96% of the time. Yeah. And Lawrence only scored six points. You know, it, it really stifled that offense that the Colts couldn't stifle in week two. Uh, what do you think about the rise of two high safeties? And can a guy like Gus Bradley survive against Trevor Lawrence and other quarterbacks with his same old single? I mean, again, he's mixing coverages, but do you think single high safety can survive in now this two high safety type league? Well, you know, I think it's just the trend at the moment. I'm uh, As a defensive guy, I always liked the two high, especially as a former safety, I liked it a little bit more. Um, you, you know, you can kind of keep the integrity of the defense a little bit better. You have more guys back there. You may give up a 15-yard, you know, uh, catch or run, but you've got guys back there. A lot of times in single high, if you make one or two guys miss, you're kind of out the gate. You know, that mm-hmm. those seams are a little bit open once you break that second level. Um, and I think it'll come back around, just like how cover three was popping, you know, for six, seven years. It was, it was the thing to do. Um, but, you know, when offenses continue to spread you out a little bit more, and these quarterbacks are getting better, they're getting more accurate. Receivers are getting better. They're, they're more skilled. Um, they're able to expose those windows, those, the cover one. They're able to create more separation. The rules are helping. Um, and I think that's probably why. You know, I think a little all that blended together, it's what's causing this trend of, okay, hey, let's too high here, keep everything in front of us. You know, let's get some athletic hook curl guys. Our corners, they can run. Our safeties, you know, they can do that thing in the back end. But uh, I think it's just a trend. I think, you know, all good coaches adjust. And those that don't, they – die off or retire um but uh i think i think they'll be okay uh it's not like i see anything special with like the just say the jaguars uh, at, at the moment but you know when you go look at you know all the the, the staley's and all those guys in there they're too high stuff it's it's just football at the end of the day it all comes full circle it's like fashion right yep. it's, it's popular in the 90s coming back this way now i don't know if we'll see like a bare front thing okay but you know, uh, I love the too high look. You know, any anytime you can man match out of it, you can run quarters out of it, you can run cover two out of it. You know, you get a lot of different looks out of it, and your personnel. You know, I can yeah. take a, you know, to say say if you got Jelani, I got Cross, I got any of those guys in, or I may have a, uh, I may have a good slot defender. I can move my guys around with all the motions and things like that without getting exposed. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's just, it's the trend at the moment. It's popular right now. 
Yeah, yeah. Now Gus, now this year he has mixed coverages a little bit more. He's still the only, he's still the biggest single high guy in the league, but the Colts defense is finding some success. So, you know, it's something to watch this week and definitely going forward with them. But uh Hag, one one last thing, you know, I need you to give your score prediction and be nice to the Colts because I have not been super nice to the Colts in my score prediction. So let's what, be a little nice to the Colts with your score prediction. So what who, who's in and who's out this week? Give me give me that one. All right, so Jaguars are one of those te- – they're that team every year where nobody gets hurt. They're, yeah. Except they lost their left guard for the year, but that's it. Like everyone else is completely healthy. The Colts are likely to be with – again, we are recording this on Wednesday night, guys, and you guys are hearing this Friday. I will put the injury updates in the show notes, so don't hate me if these are a little off. But <laughs> we are we are leaning towards Pay likely being out. Uh, okay. by the time, Again, by the time these guys listen, it might be different. But Pay likely being out. Ryan Kelly, center, probably being out. And then uh, there was one more that was probably going to be out. Uh, Jonathan Taylor hasn't practiced at, at the point of recording this either. So maybe Jonathan Taylor as well. So there are a couple guys out for the Colts this week. Okay, let's go. What was the score last time? 24 nothing. <laughs> let's go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 24. 24 to 20. Colts. Let's yeah, do let's, it. I like that one. I like I like 24-20. I don't think they're just gonna get blanked again. You know, I think you know you, you, it's not gonna do it to me twice. Uh we're gonna keep rocking with the Colts, man. You know, uh the line was what two and a half, and we're mm-hmm. gonna go 420. You know, let's do it. Let's do it, guys. So there you go. I did not give you any betting advice, but maybe hagged it a little bit there. So thank you guys for joining us today, and thank you guys for joining me all week. I was the host of this show, the singular host of this show all week. I'm so excited for Jake to come back. I, <laughs> I, I have missed him, uh, but luckily I've had some really great guests uh, kind of filling in. And, and Hag, obviously, it was the one to – he was the cherry on top here this there week. So, yeah, make sure you guys are following Hag on Twitter. What, what's your Twitter handle at again? Well, it's still at John Hagler, uh, C-R, at J-O-N-H-A-G-L-E-R-C-R. Perfect, perfect. Make sure you guys just flood his followers. He needs to have all Colts followers, so we eventually fully bring him over to the Colts coverage oh, yeah. and everything like that. Uh, but if you guys want to follow me at Zach Hicks two on Twitter, and then also follow the the Colt, Locked On Colts Twitter page at Locked On Colts. Also subscribe to our shows on YouTube wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thanks again for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the give you the expert NFL analysis in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>